Letter two of Letters from England, eighteen forty six to eighteen forty nine, by Elizabeth Davis Bancroft. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter to W. D. B. and A. B. London, November third, eighteen forty six. This day at five, your father had his first interview with Lord Palmerston, who will acquaint the Queen with his arrival and after she has received him we shall leave our cards upon all the ministers and corps diplomatique. November 4th. Your father had a most agreeable dinner at Lord Holland's. He met there Lord and Lady Palmerston, Lord Morpeth, Lord de Molly, Mr. Harcourt, a son of the Archbishop of York, etc. He took out Lady Holland and Lord Morpeth, Lady Palmerston, the only ladies present. Holland House is surrounded by two hundred acres in the midst of the western part of London, or rather Kensington. Lord Holland has no children, and the family dies with him. They dined in the room in which Addison died. Today, to my surprise, came Lady Palmerston, which was a great courtesy, as it was my place to make the first visit. She is the sister of Lord Melbourne. Lord de Molly has also been here. Today I have been driving through some of the best streets in London, and my ideas of its extent and magnificence are rising fast. The houses are more picturesque than ours, and some of them most noble. The vastness of a great capital like this cannot burst upon one at once. Its effect increases daily. The extent of the park, surrounded by mansions which look, some of them, like a whole history in themselves, has today quite dazzled my imagination. November 5th. This morning, Thursday, came an invitation to dine with Lord and Lady Palmerston on Saturday. Sir George Grey, another of the ministers, came to see us to-day, and Lord Mahon. Your father and I have been all morning looking at houses, and have nearly concluded upon one in Eaton Square. We find a hotel very expensive, and not very comfortable for us, as your father is very restive without his books about him. Mr. Harcourt also came to see us to-day. I mention as many of the names of our visitors as I can recollect, as it will give you some idea of the composition of English society. This moment a large card in an envelope has been brought to me, which runs thus. The Lord Steward has received Her Majesty's commands to invite Mr. Bancroft to dinner at Windsor Castle on Thursday, 12th November, to remain until Friday, 13th. I am glad he will dine there before me, that he may tell me the order of performances. Friday, November 6th. We had to-day a delightful visit from Rogers, the poet, who is now quite old, but with a most interesting countenance. He was full of cordiality, and at parting, as he took my hand, said, Our acquaintance must become friendship. Mr. Harcourt came again, and sat an hour with us, and has introduced your father at the Travellers' Club and the Athenaeum Club. To-night came my new lady's maid, Russell. She dresses hair beautifully, but is rather too great a person to suit my fancy. Sunday evening, November 8th. On Friday evening we met at Mrs. Wormsley's a cosy little knot of Americans. The Dexters were staying there, and there were Mr. and Miss Atkinson and Miss Pratt, Mr. and Mrs. Aspinwall, Mr. and Miss Jay, Mr. and Miss Putnam, Mr. Coleman, Mr. Pickering, etc. Wednesday evening. On Monday we came to our home, preferring it to the hotel, though it is not yet in order for our reception, and we have not yet all our servants. Last evening we dined with Lord Morpeth at his father's house. His family are all out of town, but he remains because of his ministerial duties. Lord Morpeth took me out, and I sat between him and Sir George Grey. Your father took out Lady Theresa Lewis, who is a sister of Lord Clarendon. 
She was full of intelligence, and I like her extremely. Baron and Lady Park, a distinguished judge, Lady Morgan, Mr. Mackintosh, Dr. and Mrs. Holland, Sidney Smith's daughter, and Mr. and Mrs. Franklin Dexter, with several others, were the party. During dinner one gentleman was so very agreeable that I wondered who he could be, but as Lord Palmerston had told me that Mr. Macaulay was in Edinburgh, I did not think of him. After the ladies left the gentleman, my first question to Mrs. Holland was the name of her neighbor. Why, Mr. Macaulay, was her answer, and I was pleased not to have been disappointed in a person of whom I had heard so much. When the gentleman came in I was introduced to him, and talked to him, and heard him talk not a little. These persons all came the next day to see us, which gave rise to fresh invitations. This morning we have been driving round to leave cards on the corps diplomatique, and Mr. Harcourt has taken me all over the Athenaeum Club-house, a superb establishment. They have given your father an invitation to the club, a privilege which is sometimes sought for years, Mr. Harcourt says. Have I not needed all my energies? We have been here just a fortnight, and I came so ill that I could hardly walk. We are now at housekeeping, and I am in the full career in London society. They told me I should see no one until spring, but you see we dine out or go out in the evening almost every day. For the gratification of S.D. or Aunt I, who may wonder how I get along in dress matters, going out as I did in my plain black dress, I will tell you that Mrs. Murray, the Queen's dressmaker, made me, as soon as I found these calls and invitations pouring in, two dresses. One of black velvet, very low, with short sleeves, and another of very rich black-watered silk, with drapery of black tulle on the corsage and sleeves. I have fitted myself with several pretty little head-dresses, some in silver, some with plumes, but all white, and I find my velvet and silk suit all occasions. I do not like dining with bare arms and neck, but I must. Tuesday, November 17th. Last evening we passed at the Earl of Auckland's, the head of the Admiralty. The party was at the Admiralty, where there is a beautiful residence for the First Lord. I had a long talk with Lord Morpeth last evening about Mrs. Summer, and told him of his nomination. He has a strong regard for him. Not a moment have I had to a London lion. I have driven past Westminster, but I have not been in it. I have seen nothing of London but what came in my way in returning visits. End of Letter 2 Read by Sibella Denton all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.